Welcome to the La Dolce Vita Show, a woman's guide to living a fearless and fabulous life. My name is Heather Pickin, and I am here to give you that winning formula so that you can get clear on your vision, stay true to your values, and break through those mental walls. Check out my free resources at heatherpickin.com. This podcast is brought to you by Fierce Femme Wine, a woman's wine that inspires dialogue for change. Visit fiercefemme.com. So let's get ready as we uncover the formula to your success in business, career, and fabulous life. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the La Dolce Vita Show, a woman's guide to living a fearless and fabulous life. So this show is where I invite women all around the world, women entrepreneurs, women leaders that are doing something extraordinary in the world with their work, and they definitely have a story. They have a story and a formula to share with you so that you can get some insights and wisdom on your business and break through those mental walls. And so today, um, I have a really interesting guest because when I was talking uh, to my guest, I was you know, just kind of connecting to uh, her own formula and some of the things that she has going on in her life. And I want to introduce you and, and share a little bit about her and why I think she's very special. Uh, Maria Daniels, um, she is the owner of Reset Business Consulting and co-owner of Extend Marketing Partners, um, which is a new company that offers a full array of marketing and consulting services. Uh, she actually lives on a farm, which I think is kind of cool. And here's a, a notable thing. Why I think this woman is so remarkable is that she has seven kids. Okay. So we're going to break down the formula in her story. So if you're a woman right now and you're listening to this and you're wondering, how does Maria do it? How does she balance her life, have seven kids, run a few businesses and, uh, <laughs> you know, still be able to, uh, wake up in the morning energized. Um, so we're going to dissect her formula. Uh, she also is currently working on her PhD as a natural health practitioner. Um, so we're going to dive right into, uh, actually today, today is just such a great topic. Uh, life is chaos <laughs> and there's no planning for chaos. And really what that key is that you need to do in order to be successful uh, of the midst of the, uh, midst of the chaos. So Maria, thank you so much for being my guest today. Definitely. I'm happy to be here. Wow. So I want to kind of take everyone back and kind of talk about your journey, how you've evolved your, your business, some of the challenges, especially when it comes to raising kids. And we'll, we'll get into like how to overcome the chaos, but I, I just want to hear your story. Definitely. You know, people ask me all the time, especially when they hear I have seven children. I mean, that's today, that's not really a normal number. And they ask me, how do I do it all? And you know, honestly, I'm, I can say I don't always do it all. I have my goals, you know, I have my list I make at the beginning of every day, like most of us, but then sometimes, you know, life happens. And, you know, I think when we were discussing stuff on the phone, I told you, I said, you know, no matter how well I can plan out my day, there's no you know, planning for the child to project all vomit from the backseat. You know, there's no, there is no planning for that. So I think, you know, the biggest thing for me is getting myself kind of a little bit of grace and say, okay, well, you know, that plan is not going to happen today because of something outside of my control. So what's plan B? 
I think for me, the key has been being able to have that next step. Okay, I can't do this, but now I can. And that's been huge because I've always been a perfectionist, which sounds wonderful, but it's not. <laughs> sounds great unless you have so many outside things that can kind of take over and kind of derail you from your perfect plan. So I think if you're so dead set on being on this perfect plan, this you know perfect life, perfect you know marriage, perfect mother, perfect house, perfect business, I think if you're on this perfect, 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 you're going to always be disappointed because there's no such thing as perfection. So, you know, and I did not learn that overnight, trust me. <laughs> you know, that's, I have a 20 year old. So, I, you know, 20 to two, that's the range of my children. So, you know, this has definitely been a progression over, you know, my you know, career, if you will, as a mother. So, you know, I've done um, lots of things. I've, I've stayed at home for a while. Um, I worked as a personal trainer for a while. You know, I've had all these different things that I've done and I have kind of ended up finding my way um, on what I wanted to do with my business just by kind of following how my family life was going and saying, okay, well, I need to, you know, up my, you know, financial bring home. So, you know, what am I going to do for this? What's my goal for this? But I think that it always came back to the same thing. I, it's not a problem to set your goal really high. I, I'm a strong believer in setting your goal really high. Because you have to kind of aim for the stars. You have to have somewhere to go. But you also have to have a realistic view of it to say, okay, if I'm reaching for the stars, but life gets in the way, you know, even if I make it halfway there, you know, that's great. What's my next goal? So the next chunk maybe could be your next goal. And by that point, you may figure out, okay, well, that's not even my goal anymore. You know, my goal is somewhere over here, you know, and, and that's fine too. And I think that's been the biggest aha for me. Maybe it's because I'm getting older now. But that biggest aha for me is that, you know, it's okay to change your plans. Um, you still need to have a plan. And I tell that to people all the time. Make a plan. You know, because they end up being, well, what if, what if, what if. Well, you're going to what if yourself never doing anything. You know, so the biggest thing is make a plan. But also, you know, give yourself the grace to say, okay, well, when life happens or if I change my mind, that's okay too. And I think it's that flexibility. I think it all goes back to flexibility. Mm, I love that. I like the fact, Maria, that you talked about not being a perfectionist. I think women can really identify with what you're saying because let's say if they're going to the next level of their business, everything's not perfect in their marketing or their website, it delays them from getting out there and, and really doing it, right? So, so exactly. take us through your mindset shift process or a project maybe that you've worked on when you felt like, well, this isn't perfect, but it's good enough. Well, I, I know I heard one time someone say, done is better than perfect. And that really resonated with me because it's so true. But even before that, I, I don't know that it was so much me deciding that as much as life was just kind of happening and I was having to react because of it. Uh, my first four children, actually for my first parents, I was married before. So I found myself, you know, working um, as a personal trainer and a nutritional um, consultant as a second income. You know, my ex-husband, you know, had a great job. I didn't have to worry about all that. And having four kids, um, to divorce, single mom, all of a sudden that great second income was not such a good first income. So that's how I ended up kind of segueing and deciding to study marketing. I actually, it wasn't even my idea. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I need to figure out another career path. That's something other than this. Because it was so over the place with what I was making as a personal trainer. Um, and I had a friend say, well, you're really good in sales and marketing. What if you went back to sales and marketing? I'm like, okay. I mean, it really wasn't a big decision, but I loved it. You know, I loved it. So then I ended up working for a company and kind of going out on my own later. But, you know, sometimes it's not this big aha moment. 
as moment as it is just you know that her just saying that to me and me thinking okay well, i am pretty good at that and you know if i would have got into it and hated it then maybe that wouldn't have been for me but i got into it and i loved it and it ended up being a really great decision for me and mm -hmm. i i still trained on the side but how i got back into that side of things is i have my wellness company and then like you had mentioned i finished up my phd that wasn't something i planned um, I got remarried and our, our first biological child together is autistic. So, you know, I tell people when I got that diagnosis, when you don't know what to do, you do the only thing that you know. And what I knew at that time was, okay, well, the problem's in his brain. You know, that whole old adage, we are what we eat. You know, I was not a brain expert or a medical doctor or anything at that point. But what I did know was nutrition. So I thought, okay, well, how can I help his brain function in nutrition? So I started really digging in and diving into that and got several certifications in that realm and started my wellness company now that I work mainly by donation and help people with different things. So I help a lot of moms. Um, just obviously I've had seven kids, so I've you know gained 60 pounds and lost gained 60 pounds and lost. You know, and so I mean I've been through that part of it, but I also, you know, really like the special needs side of things because I've really seen what a difference um, great nutrition made with my son. So I'm a big believer in that. So you know, I think as far as like, you know, my formula and how I changed things, I don't know that it was so much like a plan as it was, you know, life was just constantly evolving and happening. A lot of things outside of my control. Um, and I just had to kind of take a step back, take a deep breath and say, okay, this is what I'm given. What's the best decision that I can make with it? Because, you know, I wouldn't change having my son. Now we have two, two other ones after that, but I wouldn't change having my son. I tell people he's made me a better person and a better mother. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to understand as much about what as I do now just from having him. But, you know, when you first get that diagnosis, all of the dreams that you had for your child, you know, you know, your future, everything just kind of comes crashing down for just a moment because it's so outside of what you're expecting. And it is very isolating. A lot of people don't talk about that. You know, having a special needs child is very isolating. He will be 10, actually, um, Saturday, Saturday, uh, May the 18th, he'll be 10. So, you know, I've been dealing with this for a while now. But, um, you know, the, the first few years were rough. I mean, we didn't go anywhere. Nobody came to our house. I mean, it's very hard for somebody that's kind of outside of the world to understand that, you know, he looks normal. You know, and that's all, that was always my thing. I always felt like, I mean, this is horrible. And I've told this a few times now, so I don't feel like I'm saying it. But I can remember being in um, the grocery store and him just pitching a fix. He would get very overstimulated. And I can remember um, somebody making a comment to me, you know, if you would discipline your child, he would not do that. That's exactly what's wrong with kids nowadays. And I just kind of looked at him and I just cried because, you know, he didn't look the part. You know, I had, my only experience, um, like deep intimate experience with special needs was my uncle that had been Down syndrome, but Down syndrome has a face. So if he was having a rough time, you know, somebody could automatically look at him and, say, and know you know, that he wasn't just in that just because they knew that, you know, he was struggling with some other issues. And I can remember that day going in the car, literally fighting my son into his car seat, because he's not like a car seat at all, fighting him into his car seat with him pitching a fit everywhere, and me crying and thinking, okay, God, if he was going to have this problem, why can't he always look the part? You know, anyway, it was moments like that. I think for me, just business wise and personal life wise, I think the idea of coming to the point that I have of having to give myself that that you know kind of grace to say okay my plan's not going to work out because of fill in the blank you know my next best plan is this or i'm going to need to do this you know what, what what's the steps to do it this way just take a step back take a deep breath 
and make the best choice that you can with what you have available. I think that's been the biggest thing for me. And, and, and that, again, was not an overnight process. I used to you know, beat myself up because I had all these, these ideal goals that I wanted. And, you know, a lot of them I have achieved. Some of them, it took me a lot longer. And some of my goals I've decided, eh, I don't really want that anymore. Um, but, you know, all in all, I think if, if you can kind of write down your ideal goals and you make the steps to kind of get there, and if life kind of comes and gets in your way, at that point, take a step back, take a breather, take a day, a week, whatever you need to kind of get back on track. And then look at your goals again and say, okay, is this still important to me? And if so, what are the steps at that point do I need to take to get to where I need to go? Mm, wow. We have a lot to unpack, <clears throat> excuse me, unpack there with what you said. And I really want to kind of um, recap for women, you know, especially if number one, if you have a child and or children and you're trying to manage your, your business. It really sounds like part of your formula is, you know, just kind of taking on things as they come, you know, dealing with it in the moment, understanding that everything is always going to evolve. And the fact that you mentioned having an autistic child, you know, just dealing with that emotionally and then also finding a strategy. I like the fact that you are proactive in your approach, whereas I think a lot of times what happens, you know, it doesn't matter if it's business or life, you look at a problem and you're so focused on the problem, but not going to a, a solution in your mind. And I, I think that is so important. And, and the demonstration that you have in your own life is just like, I think your superpower is really about looking at the chaos, making sense of it, and then taking that next step. Would you agree? I agree. And I mean, I think it helps. I, I joke around and people that know me personally know this. I have a crazy, crazy, you probably can't tell it now because we're talking kind of serious. I have a crazy personality. <laughs> and when life is super chaotic, you know, one of the ways I kind of, kind of get out of it is I, I, I kind of make it a joke. I make life a joke because, you know, not that there isn't serious moments. You have to have some humor and stuff, find some humor and stuff. And, you know, I think if we're so serious all the time, we can just let life weigh us down. You have to kind of find your happy. And for me, you know, just being crazy, silly, whatever, that, that helps me kind of find my happy. I think that that is a big, a big kind of superpower is just to be able to find that happy, even if you don't feel like being happy at that moment. And that's not to say I don't have my days. Everybody has right. my days. But yeah. <laughs> don't stay there, don't wallow, you know, kind of shake it off and, you know, figure out what you need to do from there. You know, yeah. I think for most of us, you know, if we can figure out, if we can find that little piece of happy, even if it's just a, a speck, hold on to that, and that's what you can use to drive you to your next mark. Mm. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, what you're saying is that don't get in your head, like allow yourself to feel the way that you need to feel. You can't be superwoman. A lot of, especially mothers, feel like they they are doing everything, number one, let's face it. But number two, they feel like they have to live outside these unrealistic expectations. And sometimes you have to allow yourself to break down. But at the same time, you have to move through that because then you can't find a solution. Now, let's go back to what you were saying with... Um, you know, breaking down your big vision, your, your mission and your purpose into small steps, like creating yeah. goals. What have you found for your personal success and also in business, the best way to do that? Are you someone that uh, plans out every single week, every quarter, every year? Uh, what, what does that look like for you? I do. I do 
plan. Um, I, I will make a year plan and then a quarterly plan and a month plan and a week plan and a day plan, but I'm also very flexible. I am, even though I'm a big believer in planning, I'm also a big believer in, in keeping that flexibility. I don't like super rigid. I don't like super rigid rules. Um, I make a joke all the time that I'm, I'm a rule breaker. I'm a rebel. And I mean, I kind of am. You know, you give me you, you give me a strict set of rules, and I'm I'm not going to do well with that. That's just my personality. Um, but I do need structure. So you know, if I have the, my year goal for you know my health and my year goal for you know reset and my year goal for now extend and then you know, now we have our podcast, Success Organic, that, that's launching um, this summer. I have, you know, a, a year goal for that. You know, if I have all these year goals and then break those down into quarterly, I think for me personally, I find that, that having just kind of overview goals um, works better than fine pointed, detailed goals. Mm -hmm. Now, when I get down to like my month and my week, it does get a little more detailed, but. What I found for me personally, I, it gets a bit of very overwhelming, and so many things change in a even a month, really. That if I had these super detailed goals for a year, all I did was waste time making the super detailed goals for a year. Because by the time you're at your year end, you know so many things can have moved around by that point that all you did was waste however much time that is to make that detailed goal. So I do believe in goals, but just be flexible with them. Right. I love that. Yeah, be flexible. Don't be so rigid in your approach. Now, talking about goals and obviously uh, creating that winning formula, I truly believe that you know every day you kind of have to prepave your success. So I have my morning success ritual that I do every day. Is there anything that you do as far as starting your day that helps you to align yourself with what you need to do? Um, I am a big believer in uh, health, obviously, wellness. I do some yoga. I don't deep mega meditate, not that I'm against that, but I will kind of sit and clear my mind and think about, you know, something relaxing in the morning. That's my, again, my goal. There are some times where the kids can't find their backpack and this is there and it ends up being, yeah. but I can tell the rest of my day does not go as well as when I'm able to start off my day the way that I need to. Um, you know, and then another thing that I do is I try, and this is hard for me because I am so just like in, on my phone. You know, trying to check my email, check this and check that. I try not to do that before I leave the house for the day, which has been a challenge to myself. And sometimes I flunk miserably at that. But I find that, you know, if I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is pick up my phone, open my phone. I have, you know, 39 emails and a couple of messages on Messenger, and I have this over here and that over there. I start my day out freaking out about the fact I have all that stuff because I may have already have my morning full of meetings. You know, and I know I'm not going to get to that anyway. So why I opened that to panic for half a day, I don't know. But so that's been my goal to myself is I've been trying to get to a point um, that I check my emails a certain time a day and that's it. And I don't do it first thing in the morning because, you know, that ends up being something that just, it ends up making me kind of panic on, oh my gosh, I'm so behind. Oh my gosh, this, oh my gosh, that. And you end up self-sabotaging yourself and really self-sabotaging your productivity because all you've done is make your morning stressful instead of going ahead and getting ready, getting the kids where they need to go and all that. And then figuring out, okay, do I have meetings in the morning or can I go ahead and check these emails or whatever? That's helped me a lot when I listen to myself. Now there are some days I don't, you know, some days that's the first thing I do is I open it up while I get me a cup of coffee and, you know, start that all over again. But, you know, <laughs> whenever, I, whenever I follow my own advice, I, that's what I have found works really well. 
Absolutely. No, I love that. Yeah. So having some kind of routine, I like what you're saying about the phone. I think we're definitely living in an interesting time where that uh, can trip people up. So I always tell people to be mindful. I, I feel technology is empowering, but it also can be disempowering if you don't know how to use it correctly. So I personally do not look at my emails first thing in the morning. I do my morning success ritual. Then when I'm done, then I can start my day. So I appreciate you know, what you're saying here is like, you gotta, you know, you gotta follow some kind of rhythm, find what works for you. So um, before we go today, man, we, we've gone through a lot in sharing your own formula and how you are just such a like superwoman, really, uh, you know, having seven kids, multiple businesses, trying to navigate around everything. Um, tell us a little bit about, uh, you've got two businesses. So tell us a little bit about those businesses and who you serve. Okay, well, with Reset Business Consulting, we are a, obviously a consulting service, and we go in and help people with their business strategies. We can do everything from executive coaching to team building, leadership training. We do some sales training, a little bit of everything in between. Um, we used to do all our marketing through Reset, but I partnered with two people, and that's where Extend Marketing Partners came from. So I actually just recently pulled all of the marketing services from Reset, and now all of that is and extend marketing partners. And with that company, we are a full service marketing agency. Uh, we specialize in the digital side of marketing. And if you can get, if you go to our website, it's extendnt.com, you can actually run a free web analysis. Anybody that has a website can actually get on there for free and it will actually spit out a report that tells you exactly what your website's missing and what you need to do to kind of fix that. So you know, that's kind of where we're at as far as, as um, extend goes. Is we're still doing the same thing with um, a little bit more um, a little bit more to offer the customers. Awesome. And we'll have those links down wherever you're watching or listening to this. Uh, you can connect with Maria. You can also go to resetbusinessconsulting.com. And uh, one more thing before we go, women that are listening to this that feel like, oh, I just feel so overwhelmed. Uh, what is one strategy you can share with them today before we leave? Take a break. If you feel overwhelmed and you can't function that day, if, if there's any possible way that you can take a break, take a half hour, take an hour, if you can take a whole day, great. I have my days where I, I just say unplug. And sometimes I've had such schedule and I can feel myself getting in a place that I'm like, okay, I need to take a break. Because in my experience, you either take a break, take that day that you need, or it ends up being lots and lots of days of not reaching the goals that you need to reach. So yeah, take a break. Mm, I love that. Maria, thank you so much for being my guest today. Yeah, definitely. It was so much fun. My pleasure. And I want everyone to connect with Maria. Go ahead and check out her work. And I, I always say, you know, there's no excuses. When you find someone that has the formula that is successful, and sometimes success is a little messy, uh, that gives you permission to do amazing things. So, Take a page for, from Maria's book. And until next time, this is Heather Pickin. Live fearlessly. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. So if you like what you hear on this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Interested in becoming a sponsor or learning more about leadership for women's performance using neuroscience or business coaching, contact support at heatherpickin.com. And don't forget to grab my latest book, The La Dolce Vita Formula, by going to fearlessandfabulousbook.com. That's fearlessandfabulousbook.com.